0: Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. And I am so excited for this solo episode because I sat down to do a solo Q&A episode with you guys. I love doing these. So I did them once before and I felt like it was a way to kind of tackle a bunch of different questions that you guys are wanting to know that maybe I couldn't fill an entire episode with, but I definitely wanted to explain a little bit more than an Instagram story. A little rundown of some of the questions I answered. People asked about my daily non negotiables. What do I do when I'm not in the mood to do something? Am I always calm and do I get anxious? My current workout routine and food and wellness, learning and figuring out your own personal style. And then on the content end, someone wanted to know if blogs are coming back and how do I plan my own content? So before we get into those questions, here is this week's life update. First things first, I have to update you and tell you guys there's a new Summer Friday's Lip Butter bomb flavor. So <laughs> it accidentally got leaked a few weeks ago and I was like, oh my gosh, people were posting TikToks of it it accidentally got posted online. And so everyone kind of knew it was coming, but it's officially here now. It is our new flavor. It's called Sweet Mint, which is like perfect. It's like fresh and minty. It's actually a clear lip butter bomb. So the only other clear one that we have without a tint is vanilla. So there's another clear option now. It's called Sweet Mint. You can get it at summerfridays.com, Sephora, our other retailers like Revolve. And it's it's like not funny but I'm just like oh no like I can't believe it got revealed but people were so excited about it like oh my gosh I hope that this is true well it's true and it's here so you guys can get it now I am freshly back from New York Fashion Week I came for 4 days it was 3 nights it was very fast is that how long I went for I think something like that and the first night I went to Chanel had a diner in Williamsburg I wore this really cute long sleeve Tweed pink dress. I have a newsletter. I'll put it in the description box so you guys can sign up there. It's the Life with Mariana newsletter. It's free to subscribe, but it was just some written content, like almost think back to like OG blogging days and pictures and links. And it seems like more than I would post on Instagram, but not like a full blog post, but then it gets delivered to your inbox and it's free. So anyway, I've got that now. So I've got a couple links for similar items. And then I went to a Dior beauty event at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. It was such a beautiful, stunning night. Every actress was there, like Charlize Theron. She was walking around just like beautiful, ethereal. Like I always think about that perfume commercial of her and she's like walking down, you know, like the ones that they play at the movie theaters. I was just thinking about that when I saw her. I was like, wow, what a stunning woman. I actually interviewed her once before, like years ago. And I love a lot of the work that she does. And so it was great to, you know, I didn't talk to her because she doesn't know me, but it was great to see her there. And so many other people was like really great people watching. There was a couple people from the summer I turned pretty, even though the season is really, it's, I'm slowly watching it because it makes me a little bit upset. Like I'm very frustrated with belly and I like watch it in like spurts. So I have not finished the season yet. So some of them were there and then I went to the Ralph Lauren show and I had the most amazing experience with my first show with them. I got to go to their flagship store on Madison Avenue. I went downstairs first. I got a matcha. They took me upstairs to this like private fitting room and they had all these options like laid out for me. It really feels like you're in a movie. Like it almost feels like, is this real life? Like, are they really doing all these things for me? A stylist is there from the brand. They pick a bunch of different looks for you that they think they might want you to wear. And you can pick something from there or try something on. And then I tried on the first outfit and I loved it. It was like this three piece suit. I felt like so bossy and put together and the fabric was amazing. And they had a tailor there too, because a lot of times since I'm short, there's a lot of things don't fit me. And I was like, oh, I don't know about pants are going to be really long. They're like, oh no, it's okay. And so then they tailored it to like perfection. The sad thing is at the end of it, you have to give it back. It's like a very Cinderella moment. Like, okay, I had my moment. I don't get to keep this and you guys take it back. And so I had a fitting, went to the show, JLo was there. And then I sat next to some people from White Lotus at dinner and it was just, it was stunning. It was beautiful. It was so special. It felt like you were walking into an amazing wedding reception in a barn but everything just felt so Ralph Lauren and that's what I love about the Ralph Lauren brand is that it really feels like an all-encompassing lifestyle. I love that if I'm in New York I can go to dinner at Polo Bar but then I can get a coffee during the day, I can go shopping There's something for dressy occasions. I can go to Paris and go to lunch and have a hamburger. Like there's so many ways to just like encompass the lifestyle. And being somebody who has a brand myself, I really appreciate all the details and the worlds that the Ralph Lauren brand creates. And I actually just got this new bag from them too. I've been wearing it a lot. It's so perfect. Like I love the shape and I love that I could dress it up and down so it was incredible to attend that show and so that was my little life update for now It was a great new york fashion week and i'm back home in los angeles And so I wanted to get into a QA of questions that you guys sent in to me And while you're listening to this if you're not subscribed yet be sure to subscribe to life with Mariana. I've got new episodes every tuesday. You can also follow on spotify All that means is when you open your podcast app or your spotify app that you'll get my new episodes So now let's get into the q a Do you hit that mid-afternoon energy slump every day? Or are you just exhausted and caffeine just isn't doing it for you anymore? I definitely get it. And in the afternoon, sometimes I just have that slump and I want something that's not coffee because it's a little bit too late for caffeine. Well, I want to tell you guys about Keon Aminos. So I had the founder Angelo on my podcast. I know you guys love that episode. Go back and listen to it because it is a wealth of knowledge. There are so many amazing benefits from drinking Keon Aminos. And I kept hearing about it over and over again. So I was so excited to get a chance to not only try it, but to learn from the founder himself. And now I'm like, okay, I definitely, definitely understand why I need to be drinking this every single day. It really helps for that steady energy boost and really helps in a mid-afternoon. You could take it before or after a workout and they taste really great and it has so many amazing benefits. It's backed by over 20 years of clinical research. It tastes really amazing. They have all natural flavors. It's also non-GMO, sugar-free, and 100% vegan. In this episode, I talk about my current health routine and wellness and how I started lifting. And for me, I really want to enhance my athletic recovery afterwards and help to build lean muscle. So by drinking this before or after workouts, it's really helping my overall fitness goals. I think you guys will love to try this. It's so easy to add into your routine. They have really great flavors like mixed berry, watermelon, mango, and more. They also come in packets, which is really convenient and easy no matter where you are. To save 20%, go to getkion.com slash Mariana, that's getkio dot slash M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. I was just talking to somebody about when we started working on the idea for launching a skincare brand. It was back in 2016, and we had no idea where to get started, but we are so glad that we found Shopify. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So it doesn't matter if you just started a business in your living room or you're IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. We actually have a launch day today. And back when we first launched, we didn't know anything about inventory and management. So to be able to have the app on our phone and be able to check how much stock we had of something on the go was so, so helpful for us and really helped a lot of those struggles that we had. And Shopify has helped us so much, whether we have a pop-up in person or we're selling something online, it's really got us covered anywhere and everywhere. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Mariana, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Mariana. Take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Mariana. The first question is what are my everyday non-negotiables? And I don't want to call them non-negotiables anymore because Sometimes we just can't do that. Life gets in the way. We're busy. We have work. You know, we woke up late. We have somebody else to take care of. Something gets in the way. And so I really want to think about this is my intention for my morning routine or my evening routine, or this is what I intend to do each day. And if I did it four days this week, that's the majority of the week. And I don't want to be so hard on myself. Like I have to do these things every day, even though I'd love to be able to. Some days it just doesn't happen. And so I have the intention to do things that make me feel my best. And I have a morning routine and an evening routine that really, I feel like help me and have helped me. And so I really try to make time for them. And some days I just don't. So I wake up in the morning I make my bed. Making my bed really sets the tone for the day. It's just like, oh, I just already accomplished one thing. And then if you think about your room, it's like the biggest thing that sits in your room. So if that looks clean and tidy, then the space looks tidy. And for me, when I'm in a clean and organized space, it really just helps me feel better about myself and I always am like very bad at like picking up after myself so I have to like really consciously remember to pick up this pile of clothes like don't let everything pile on that chair in my bedroom and really try to do that after that I'll meditate so my intention right now with meditation is not just going through the motion of listening to a meditation but why am I meditating like what am I getting out of this what am I feeling from this and how is this impacting the rest of my day? It's not just the 5, 10, 20 minutes that you're meditating, but how is the feeling of that carrying over? And I notice that the days when I meditate, I feel calmer and I feel better throughout the day if I took those couple minutes to do it in the morning. It wasn't just like the minutes while I'm doing it, but it's how it helps me throughout the rest of the day. And I do find that if I'm feeling anxious or stressed, or I just need to calm down. If I just do like some breath work during the day, it really does help me a lot. I either have breath work that I'll listen to on a couple different apps. One I like to use is open, or I just have a couple that I like, you know, box breathing or something like that. And I'll play like a frequency music on YouTube. They're free. I usually Google like whatever the word is I'm looking for, plus frequency, and I'll find music for that. And I'll just do a couple breaths. I'll breathe in, hold my breath, breathe out, hold my breath. And I'll just do that like five, 10 times until I feel a little bit better. And then I read a book. So I usually read a chapter of a nonfiction book in the morning, something that I'm learning or trying to better myself on. If I'm short on time, I will listen to an audiobook or podcast while I'm making my breakfast. Then I make my breakfast and then I write in my gratitude journal. My journal and a gratitude practice really is an intention that I have to be a non-negotiable for me. And even if I don't have my journal physically with me to write down, I'm thinking about the things that I'm grateful for. So I'll go to bed at night, like thinking of things that I'm grateful for. So I go to bed with these positive thoughts and a gratitude practice has really become something so important to my life because there are so many things that we take for granted. Like things I say to myself are, I'm so grateful for my good health and happiness I'm grateful for my mobility and I'm grateful for all my senses. You're listening to this podcast right now. Think to yourself, I'm grateful that I can hear. I'm so grateful that I can listen to this. I'm so grateful that I can listen to the voice of my loved ones. I'm so grateful that I can hear the sounds of the ocean outside or whatever it is that you can hear. I'm so grateful that I could listen to my favorite song this morning because it made me feel really good. And so I always want to be grateful for big and small things. So sometimes it's the sun that came up today. It's a meal that I had yesterday. It's a text message I got from somebody. A lot of times I say the same things over and over again. And I have read so many times and so many books. I have heard from so many people that a gratitude practice can change your life. And that's why it became a non-negotiable for me. So I really do try and I have the intention of doing it as a daily practice. Another non-negotiable <laughs> negotiable thing that I have is my sleep schedule. So I am very consistent with the time I go to bed and I wake up because I know how important it is having quality sleep. And so that wind down routine I have so I can get quality sleep. So I feel good to wake up in the morning, to allow myself more time, to have a morning routine before I go to work. That's all really important. And so that's one of the things that I've really prioritized. And I know how important it is to my overall health and well being. Right now I'm watching that Blue Zone show on Netflix and I'm so fascinated by it. And I realize like, wow, like daily habits that we have, now and the things that we do really impact the longevity and not just how long we live, but how well we're living for the rest of our lives. And so not only do I want to live for a long time, but I want to be healthy and well and mobile and independent in those years. And so that's really what I think about now. And a question kind of related to this one, which is like in the same vein of stuff. So it's another question somebody asked was, how do you balance days when you don't feel like doing anything? And some days I don't. Like, Some days I'm just so overwhelmed that the best thing I can do for myself is nothing. Like really allow myself that rest day. And so for me, I try to schedule it in. And then some days it just happens where I just need it. And so for me, that's Friday. And so this idea of summer Fridays really was like, take this Friday for yourself. And so in Friday in the summer, we work half days, but even not in the summer, our summer Fridays are over now, which I'm so sad about, but even not in the summer, I try to not schedule any meetings or calls on Friday. So on Friday, I'm answering emails. I'm still working. I'm doing all those things, but I'm not, you know, tying myself down with a bunch of appointments that day so that I do maybe have time to go for a walk. I do have time to do stuff from home and I do have time to have flexibility in my schedule to take that time for myself. And I really needed it one day. I forgot where I was. I came back from somewhere and I literally just was like, I need the day off work. I'm not doing anything today. And I just had a, like, a whole me day. And a me day for me is going for a walk by the ocean, going to a restaurant I love by myself, maybe sitting at home on my couch or like, scrolling for a bit, watching TV, getting some fresh air, seeing a friend who makes me laugh, my best friend and I, she, literally when I'm with her, we like laugh so hard that we cry. And like sometimes I just need that. And that's like enough for me. And that helps me in the days when I don't feel like doing anything. I have a lot of responsibilities. There is a business that depends on me. There's the content. There's a podcast. There's people in my life who need me. And some days I don't have the luxury of being able to check out. And so on those days, I just really try to strip back the things I don't have to do and just do the things that I absolutely need to do or need to accomplish and just try to move anything else to another day. And I've talked about this before about having a joy list or a happy list or a list of things on your phone that you know, if you do one of these things, it's going to make you in a better mood. You're going to feel better. For me, some of those things, if I'm not in the mood to do anything and I need to, I'll listen to a song that I really love. I'll go get a matcha or a coffee, like not just make it at home, but like if I can drive somewhere and going and getting my little drink and my little snack and spending like $20 makes me in a better mood and I can accomplish the rest of the stuff for today. Sometimes all I need is like that, a little walk around the block outside, some sunlight. And I'm like, okay, not so bad. I feel a lot better. Sometimes I need to do a little meditation and breath work, which will really help me a lot. And sometimes I just need to vent. Like I just got to vent to somebody. Let me just get it all out. I don't need you to give me a solution. I don't need help with my problems. I just need to like say it and get it off my chest. And then something about it just makes me feel better. So those are the kind of the things that I'll do when I don't feel like doing anything. The next question is, you seem so calm all the time. Have you always been this way and do you ever get anxiety? Well, I'm glad that I come across as calm. And I would say that most of the time I am and it's something that I feel I've worked on, but it's almost to my detriment. So in the last question I said, sometimes I just need to vent and I am really bad at expressing my emotions. Like I am the person who we'll let everything just bottle up. And then one day I just got to get it all out because I feel like you might be able to understand this if you're like this, but I don't want to ever be like a burden to somebody else. I don't want to be a problem to anyone else. So I would just rather not tell anybody what's wrong and like remain calm and keep things to myself than vent and have to tell people all the time or like need help from other people. So I never want to be an inconvenience. So that calmness almost comes from like bottling up emotions, which I know is really bad for me. Like the chiropractor is like, you have so much like, you know, stuffed up into your body. Like we need to like find a way to release this. And so that calmness is probably not the best way that I deal with things, but I do get anxiety, unfortunately. And so it's something that I've had since I was really little. I remember the feeling of anxiety. I told my dad, I said, I feel like I can't take a full breath. I was like, I feel like something's wrong with my lungs. So he took me to the doctor. The doctor checked my lungs. So like, your lungs are fine. I was like, I don't know, something feels weird. Like, I feel like I can't take a full breath. I was like something in my chest. And, you know, now in my this is like probably, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. Doctors, I think, weren't really understanding what anxiety was. And for me, that was, I was anxious. And that breath feeling when you're anxious and like your chest just feels really tight and you feel like, I can't take a full breath and you're stressed out was unfortunately something that I have always kind of had to deal with. And that's why my routines and my practice and my meditation and the breath work and the journaling and the sleeping like all of that is to kind of help me not feel as anxious. But guess what? It still happens. I'll see something online, it freaks me out. I'll drink too much coffee that day, I don't feel good. I didn't get a good night of sleep. And then I'm stressed about something, I have too much on my plate, and then I'm anxious whatever it is, I get really worried about something. And then I'm just like, I physically stress myself out so much that I give myself a rash and it's just honestly like the worst. And so I have to really try to keep myself calm and not be anxious and have these daily practices that make me not anxious, but it still happens anyway. I just try to do everything I can to not feel that way. So if you know that there are things that trigger you or make you feel more anxious, notice what those things are and see how you can eliminate them. For me, if I have caffeine when I wake up before I've eaten something, I'll get really jittery and it will kind of come through my body as an anxious feeling. So I just know I have to eat breakfast first before I have my matcha or my coffee. So I don't know if that's helpful to that question, but yes, I am mostly calm. I'm not like an angry person, but I do get emotional or frustrated about things. And it takes a lot for me to like have pent up something to kind of like get it out. So yes, I'm anxious. I'm mostly calm. I haven't always been this way, and it's definitely a work in progress to be less anxious. The next question is, did you ever have a feeling stuck phase in your 20s? If so, what did you do about it? And absolutely, I think this is a feeling that probably most of us have felt, are feeling right now, have gone through, and at least we all know that we're going through it together. And I think by sharing that, we know that we're not alone. Nobody has their figured out even if you're in your thirties, forties, I feel like my friends are still trying to figure things out. And even if they seem like they have it all figured out and put together, like there's something that they're working on. And so my twenties were a time where I was comparing myself a lot to other people. I thought my life needed to look by a certain way. I thought I needed to have a certain job. I thought, Oh, by when you're 30, you're supposed to get married and have kids by 30. And those things didn't seem like it was something that was coming very soon. Well, surprise, I'm almost 37 now, and I still am not married and have kids yet. If I could go back in time and talk to my 20-something-year-old self, I would tell myself, don't worry about timelines. Follow what works for you and what you want for yourself. Life is long, and there's so many years ahead of us to work on all of the things that we want. And the most important thing is to just have a game plan of where you want to be. It takes a lot longer to achieve our goals than we think and things to work towards. And you shouldn't expect that it should just happen really fast. Just know that you're taking steps in the right direction to get there. And an exercise I know I share with you guys all the time is write down all the things that you want in your life to accomplish and write down maybe the year or the age that you think, well, I did this. And by the time I got to my mid 40s, I ran out of things to write about. And I thought to myself, if I do everything I want in this life by my mid 40s, what do i have to look forward to the rest of my life and that really helped me pause and say i don't need to accomplish everything by 30 or 35 or by 40 i have so many years ahead of me where i want to do all of these other things and it really helped me pause but when you're in it i know it's really difficult my 20s were hard they were challenging there were so many ups and downs probably felt like more downs than ups i was so emotional i was just did not feel like myself and it wasn't really till my late 20s probably like 28 where i felt like i was really starting to get into the groove of like who i am and what i want and the people i want around me and and that took some time but it also takes work and so i think if you're listening to this podcast you're probably somebody who cares about your self development you're probably somebody who wants to better themselves and i think just know like we all are going through it at a younger age maybe even a midlife crisis like that time of not knowing who you are and trying to figure it out could happen at any age but it's never too late to change that and to come up with a game plan for yourself and start taking steps in the right direction and know that just because it doesn't happen this year or next year doesn't mean it won't happen in five years and that you have to really allow yourself time and grace and your own timeline to get to where you wanna be. My wellness routine is something that's really a routine for me and part of my daily habits, no matter where I am in the world. And especially when I'm traveling, I like to also make it a part of my wellness routine because it makes me really just feel my best on vacation and I have that time for self-care. With over 200 destinations around the world, Westin Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Westin Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. At Weston, you can work out however you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. You can maintain your focus with their Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state of the art equipment. You could even go on a group run, which is so amazing to do when you travel, because I really think running and going on walks is an amazing place to see local areas. You can be led by Weston's run concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to see all the areas and wherever you are, run like a local because they have Weston's three and five mile scenic running maps, making it really easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. Eat well with Weston's Eat Well Menu, designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. When I travel, I'm always looking for foods that make me feel my best. And Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you, and Weston makes it really easy for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. Recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. You can wind down naturally and sleep well with lavender balm, which really helps to ease tension and soothe the senses. At Westin Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Westin. If you're listening to this episode, one of the things I talk about is looking at the future and what we want and kind of plans that we can put in place. And if you're thinking about your future in education, meet Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs, consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. It's never too late to start learning and thinking about our future. And there are so many things that I think I've learned now that you need to know in business. They have 14 different concentration options to choose from, including sustainability, business analytics, supply chain, international business, and more. And these are all so vital to having a company. There are so many roles that you end up hiring in a business. So to have these skills would be so important, especially when you're trying to figure out your next career goals. In fact, the Evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. They're all about career transformation. Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world, six years running. Their advisors can assist you in one-on-one coaching, interview prep, resumes, and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have so many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. Switching gears to wellness, somebody asked my workout and nutrition routine at home. And right now, I just recently started adding in weight training into my fitness journey. So, I'm a Pilates girl. I've been doing Pilates for years. I love it. I don't like to stress myself out. I like a gentle workout, but that's still really hard. And I go to Pilates and I do Pilates like three days a week. I'm really good with my routine. I like going on my walks. If I'm not walking outside, I'm walking on a treadmill and I like to get my steps in. I'm not a runner. I don't like to jog. My knees, I'm just, it's not for me. But, I really wanted to add in strength training. I would do workouts by myself or follow apps, but I knew I really needed somebody to push me. So I was on Instagram. I saw some friends working out with a trainer in Los Angeles. I reached out to her and we've done three workouts now. Guys, I worked out with her this morning. She handed me a weight and I looked at it. I was like, I've never picked up a weight that looks this heavy in my life. I was like, I don't think I can do it. She was like, just try. And I did, and I could do it. And I have really surprised myself by how much I could do how many reps I could do of something, how much weight it is. And I'm shocked. I've really surprised myself. And so this is new to my fitness journey right now. I'm excited and anxious to see the results and how it looks and how I feel. So far, I've been feeling sore. (laughs) Literally, I've been doing like deadlifts and like squats with like really big weights, like very big for me but I feel good. I like it. And I want to feel strong and toned. And I know how important like muscle is to your body, to your mobility that you can have over time. And that the older we get, the harder it is to gain muscle. And so that's something I really want to work on. Nutrition is something that I'm always working on. I have worked with nutritionists. I've talked to experts. I've had people on the podcast and I feel like I just try to have balanced, healthy meals. And when I'm home, I try to eat well. And when I'm out and I travel, I enjoy where I'm going out to eat. And so the only thing with that is that I travel a lot for work. And so I'm always out to eat kind of, it feels like, especially when I'm on the go or I'm on trips for a really long time. I don't love to share like what I eat in a day because I feel like it's so individualized for different people and like what you specifically eat. But I'll say for myself, I really try to prioritize having enough protein at every meal. I just want to make sure I'm having like eggs, chicken, fish, salmon, steak, whatever it is, just having like enough protein at each meal to keep me full. I love to eat rice usually I'll have like rice at lunch and then at breakfast i'll usually have some sort of like tortilla or something with eggs I like love sweets. I always have to have like a bite of something sweet after lunch and a bite of something sweet after dinner And I just feel like my day isn't complete without like a little bit of chocolate something chocolatey peanut butter Like I don't need like candy sweets, but I like like chocolatey sweets is what I like And it's not even pastries it's Just like give me like a piece of chocolate or like a peanut butter cup and i'm so happy I do not eat enough vegetables And I really, really try my hardest because I know how important it is, but I'm always trying to get more vegetables in. So that's kind of like my current health and wellness routine. So the newest thing is that I have added in strength training and I'm trying to eat more vegetables. I'm always trying to work and improve that because I could always eat some more. Switching from wellness to fashion, somebody asked the best tips on learning your own style. And there's a few ways that I think have been really helpful for me as my style has evolved over time. And if you're trying to figure out your own style, kind of go back through your own pictures and look back at what pictures do you like of yourself? What did you feel you're most confident in? What outfits do you like? Are there certain pieces in your closet you always gravitate towards? Like what is your go-to look? Like for me, it's usually pants or jeans and some sort of t-shirt or tank top. So why don't I build my wardrobe around that or buy more pieces like that? I'll buy other things, but I don't actually end up wearing them because that's not what I wanna wear. If you wanna figure out your personal style, Pinterest is the best place to start and also on Instagram too. So you can save on Instagram. But every time you see somebody with an outfit you like, save their post on Instagram. So start making a folder for yourself of saves. And then you can go on someone's profile There's like a little button that has like a plus sign on it with like a little person icon. I don't know, this is the best way to describe it. And it'll open up a profile and sometimes it'll show like related people or people who are similar to that person. And you can kind of start like tapping on different accounts and just keep finding more accounts of style that you really like. I think there's a difference of style that I like and style that looks good on me. So I can appreciate style on somebody else, but know that it doesn't look good on me. So I really try to gravitate towards things where it's actually really wearable for me in my life. Like there's some really great accounts I love. They're like glamorous and they wear these amazing outfits. Realistically, I work in Los Angeles. I work from home or I go to the office and then sometimes I travel and do stuff. So I need practical outfits that I can wear for the things that I'm really doing in my work and my personal life. And so I like outfits that inspire me for what I want to wear to the office. So one of the accounts that I like is Olympia. She's the creative director of J Crew, And I love seeing her office outfit mirror pictures because she styles them so cute. And then I know I can go on J. Crew find the outfit. And I just love that they're actually wearable things that she's wearing to work. And I'll do the same thing on Pinterest and just save a lot of pins. And then what you can do too is you can save pins and then just notice like if there's something in common, like is there a certain item that you see a lot of these people wearing? If it's a trench coat and all these people are styling it in so many different ways that you like that resonates with your personal style, that's really helpful. I think it's also really helpful to I love to order clothes online and actually try them on at home with things that I would wear them with. So I'll place a Zara order. I'll order them at home. I'll try them on with my own shoes or my own top or how I would style something so I can get like the full idea of the look at home. And if it feels like it fits into my wardrobe, then those are the things that I end up keeping. But I definitely prefer trying and styling stuff at home because it gives me more of an idea of what will this actually look like in my wardrobe? Because there used to be so many times where I'm like, oh, these pants are so cute, or I love this dress. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I have no shoes to wear with this. And then you have to buy a pair of shoes to go with the dress. So I really like to try to figure out how is this already going to fit into my existing wardrobe? And then something else I do too is I had Alison Bornstein on my podcast a long time ago, and she just came out with a new book and she is on TikTok. You guys have probably seen her three word method and we did like a graphic. I have to find it. Maybe I'll like repost it on my stories. And it was all these style words and it's like ways to describe your personal style. And you can kind of find those three words like boho, 70s and chic or colorful, floral and retro. And you can put these words together into Pinterest and then start populating outfits based on those words that you really like. And that can help curate items in your own closet. And then you can take those words that you want to describe your own personal style and start editing out your own closet. If my words to describe my personal style are neutral, chic, and clean but I have a lot of color and print and pattern in my wardrobe, maybe those things in my closet aren't best suited for the personal style that I wanna have. So that's a good episode to go back to listen to, to try to have the exercise and also read her new book. I got a lot of creator questions this time too about the business of being a creator, my content. So I wanted to answer a couple of those as well. And one that is on here is, are blogs making a comeback trend forecasting in the content creator space? And I kind of think that they are. Like, I think we've loved short form content and it was fast and it's easy. It's easy to sit down and scroll and get a lot of information. But I also think that's why podcasts are becoming so big, because you want something a little bit more than a 30 second video. I don't want to just see in a 30 second video, like seven ways to make matcha like Maybe I wanna see it more thought out in a YouTube video or maybe I need a longer form blog post. And so something I recently added was a newsletter. I will link it in the description notes if you guys wanna sign up for it. And it was a way for me to write like a short form blog content for you guys. Maybe it has more pictures more words, more content and links. It's a little bit more than what I could post on Instagram. And I found myself subscribing to a lot of friends' newsletters as well. There's a couple that I really love. One is Hillary Kerr's. I find so much great information from hers, like mattresses that she's looking for. She also has a podcast too. And so hers I've really liked. And I think in the creator space, it's about maybe you have your primary platform like Instagram or TikTok, but then you have another secondary platform where It's related, but different content. And that's how I feel for myself with the podcast. There's no way I could talk this long in Instagram stories about all these topics. I could maybe in a 15 second response answer these questions, but I feel like I can talk so much more in depth and it feels so much more meaningful and like a deeper connection with you guys, meeting you guys in person and saying, I listened to this podcast episode that changed my life or like you helped me with my career, you helped me with this thing. I feel like that's so much more meaningful than I can do with just an Instagram post. And so I think for creators, it's about having this primary social media platform and then having a secondary platform that's not necessarily social media, but it's really about the content. And so maybe it's longer YouTube content or it's a newsletter, it's a blog post, but somewhere where you can go, Deeper with your community and your followers. So it's not about the number of subscribers or views. It's about the quality that's there and that you're becoming more engaged with a smaller group than your primary platform. And that kind of leads to the next question, which is how do I plan my content? I do have a podcast plan. So I have a podcast episode every single Tuesday. So that absolutely happens on Instagram it's not about posting on a schedule. It's like when I have something to post. So I don't like to post just for the sake of posting. I like to actually have something to share. It's definitely more when I'm traveling or it's fashion weeks or there's like a product launch or something going on, I have more content. And then if there happens to be like my outfit that I'm wearing today, what I'm eating, what I'm doing, like I'll post those on stories. And then TikTok, it's just very random whenever I feel like there's something that I need to post. And so I do all of my content myself. I shoot it all alone. Well, like usually my assistant or somebody that's with me, my mom, takes a picture for me. I edit my Reels and TikToks myself. I post everything myself. If you get a DM back, it's from me. And it's a lot that I do alone. On the podcast end, I do have a producer. They upload the episode. Like I'll do the initial edits to clean up the episode. Then they do the final edits. They add the ads in. They upload it. That's a lot. But I feel like because it's me, I can't really delegate. And I don't want to delegate that much. Like I want the content to come from me. I want to share what I want to share. I want to be... Doing content in my own way. If it's something special occasion, like sometimes I'll have a photographer or videographer with me. And something I do want to incorporate into my content, I'm just really trying to figure it out. Is video content for the podcast? So I did video for the Rosie episode, which I loved, and I posted some clips online. And I'd love to do more of that. I just need to figure out like what works for me and like financially and how I set it up and like where I do it. And so video content hopefully coming soon. So that was this week's episode and solo Q&A answering some of your questions from Instagram. Be sure to follow me at Marianne underscore Hewitt and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Marianna underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.